Nightcaps of the Living Dead. A Tale of Two Annabelles. everyone i'd like to announce right now that we are never ever covering the purge on this podcast because we are living in it it is a, yes. right it is a scary time to be alive by the way guys this podcast will go on forever because we're gonna have so many horror movies to cover for the next 10 years after what just happened this week because the trauma and the anxieties and the drinking that's happening right now as we deal with everything after everything, everything else that has happened. Horror for life. Horror, <laughs> Horror for, for life. Okay, mm-hmm. so guys, today we are planning on covering Annabelle. Here's the thing. Caramel and I were like, let's do Annabelle. We love the Conjuring universe. We love James Wan. Like, let's do this. Annabelle is scary as shit. So we were going to do Annabelle. And then midway through, Jay and I were texting each other and going, this first Annabelle really sucks. And we saw it together. We went to a faraway movie theater in Los Angeles. We went like opening night because we're like, yes, Annabelle. And there were some good scares. I remember he and I were like, yeah, we're like the elevator scene, the the third act. We, there were some good scares and we were okay with it. But rewatching this now in 2021, I haven't seen it since. It's a fucking garbage movie. It's terrible. And so, well, we love Annabelle in the series and uh, what do we do? And we're like, you know, Annabelle creation is phenomenal. So here's why it's a tale of two Annabelles. Um, one movie gets it completely wrong and the other one gets it completely right. right. And it gets kind of confusing because in retrospect, because of the chronology of Annabelle and Annabelle creation, mm-hmm. maybe we thought that Annabelle creation was actually the first Annabelle. No, because nope. chronologically it is. Nope. You and I had like a fondness for it because we're like, oh, they like, reference rosemary's baby had it but in a horrible way which we'll discuss so first things first before we talk about what absolute garbage the og annabelle is and why creation is phenomenal um gee what are you drinking tonight i have a bar in front of me i am drinking kettle one vodka oh you're so fancy kettle one fancy shit so basically what happened is I could finally made it into the ABC liquor store. You know how I've complained about the fact that I was not having access to hard alcohol. Well, now I've stocked up. I have three bottles of this. I have Donku. I have everything. So, which you're going to talk about because you have Donku. Mm-hmm. So I have my, I'm basically just having plain and simple skinny fying vodka sodas because you know the holidays it's the holidays and we're boozers we gotta deal with the holidays well for me i i have half a glass of kava on on standby just to give me some sugar just to give me some hyperactivity and then i have my don q and soda with like the h2o which has like a few like <laughs> 10 calories in it or something i think it has a a little dash of juice it's pretty much like a really light screwdriver but with rum 
That's pretty much what I'm drinking. But Don Q is the rum of Puerto Rico. It's um, I, yes, I, that's that's right? the rum that I grew up with. So, guys, ladies and gentlemen, on a side, Jennifer is now <laughs> in Puerto Rico, escaping the unfortunate situation with COVID in LA. So she got out of there. I'm like seeking a, refuge. Out of the hell. I'm seeking refuge. <laughs> before new year's and we'll be there until hopefully things get a little bit better yeah. in la we were supposed to meet in la this was all supposed to be this season two was supposed to be our in-person season yeah outlines in 2021 it's all about adapting and pivoting so and i'm supposed to meet jennifer at some point in puerto rico because i missed my hometown and i was supposed to show it to her in fact let me say this Jennifer and I, the last time I was in Puerto Rico was with you, mm-hmm. which was five years ago. That was the last time you we were here. I know. Wow. Yes. I haven't been there since 2016. And so you were here January before also. Maria. You haven't seen it post-Maria. No, I have <gasps> not seen post-Maria, post-earthquakes, nothing. Oh, it's a little You're shocking. Ex- it's a little shocking. It's The, the buildings are pretty... Um, I, I've talked to a few people, like, of course, distance with masks. Everybody knows how to do it right over here. And I've talked to a few people and Maria, like um, not just the winds, but the mudslides. Apparently, so many things are built on hills, like the Hollywood Hills. <laughs> things just slid mm-hmm. into the sea. People lost their homes and all these greenhouses and all this crazy shit. Like it's it's a little uh, different. And then all the earthquakes. Mm-hmm. And then they also kicked out their governor. Like, you know, Americans should learn a little bit about <laughs> Just saying. And now you're in Puerto Rico, 2021, new governor, finally elected by the people. Mm-hmm. Um, so I haven't been there since you and I were there. So you're there before me. And it was actually in January that we went there, January 2016, for Madonna's Rebel Heart <laughs> Tour. I know, Madonna's everything. You know I know. And, and now things have totally changed because instead of coming here for a madonna concert i'm like please get me the fuck away from everything that's horrible and dying (laughs) from covid infested la and insurrected washington and everything else i know i know there is so much going on guys that we must now talk about cursed dolls. <laughs> calm ourselves. This is an excellent segue. <laughs> so we are going to briefly touch on the first Annabelle, and then we're going to get to the Annabelle that you should watch, which is Annabelle Creation. So I'm sure if you're listening to this podcast, you know who the fuck Annabelle is. So for those who don't, Annabelle is based, believe it or not, on a real artifact. She is a haunted mm-hmm doll locked away in Ed and Lorraine Warren's occult museum. Um, she is rumored to be demonically possessed and no joke, a priest goes there twice a month and blesses the entire room because it's like, Oh, this is from the Amityville horror house. Oh, this is Annabelle. And she's like, oh, this shit. They, they believe that these objects are possessed. So the real Annabelle looks like a raggedy Ann. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. she's just a Raggedy Ann doll that's just possessed by the fucking devil. So in the movies, it's this scary bitch that has big eyes and high cheekbones. She looks like an influencer with psycho Instagram filters. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> right? Absolutely, yes. <laughs> she could be a housewife. <laughs> 
So oh, I don't I don't want to know which I don't want to say which one I'm gonna refrain. <laughs> We're gonna say I love franchise. my housewives. I love my housewives. So but you know, you know who you look like. Okay. You know who you look like, Annabelle. So um the Annabelle character herself was introduced in the conjuring. So Yes. Like Gene, I said, James Wan is fucking everything. But um and, and like the conjuring and conjuring two, they're both terrifying movies but here's the thing james wan produced um the og annabelle and he directed conjuring and i think he wrote and directed conjuring too so you can yes. see where his titles are but also okay james wan also directed this movie called dead silence which not a lot of people know about it's the movie that he made right after making saw and it's about dolls. And I think Annabelle is kind of like a second version of that in a way. I right? agree. And that's all I thought about whenever we were watching, you know, the original and then Annabelle creation. I'm just like, there's something so freaky from like decades ago about tiny little things chasing you with dead eyes there are multiple episodes of the twilight zone where marionettes or puppets are the ones controlling the show and they're so sinister you know and i was so excited to watch the original annabelle and be like what is this tiny little dead thing or this tiny little thing with dead eyes roaming around and terrifying people i was so excited to make comparisons to kellyanne conway and all this Mm -hmm. (laughs) but this this first movie is absolute shit so let's talk about the garbage Let, that is the OG Annabelle that we had fondness for because we thought it was part of the Conjuring universe. First of all, okay, I have so many things to say. Tell but me my though. first note, my overall note, and I have the same thing for the other Annabelle, but it's like, okay, this is a ripoff of Rosemary's Baby. Oh my God, they left so much of Rosemary's Baby into it that it's obnoxious. The main character is named Mia. After Mia Farrow. Like, oh, God. I didn't even uh, oh, shit. It gets worse. It's, it's just a, oh. so much. Uh, but I said, I, so I wrote Rosemary's bat imitation of Rosemary's baby meets A Nightmare on Elm Street 5, The Dream Child. Mm, mm-hmm. Bless Alice's heart. But they have a lot of imagery from Nightmare on Street 5 that they do for their for their kind of scary sequences with the little like carriage and all yeah, that shit. Yeah, with the carriage. I saw um, that. Yeah. So... But it doesn't work. And I wrote elevator sequence. That was the only sequence I take for this movie. Yeah, because you and I were like, okay, that elevator sequence was so... The main problem that we have that we have with this is that it's there's no James Wan conjuring universe. There is no depth. It's very flat. They left a ton of Rosemary's Baby into it. There are some good scares, some good shots, but ultimately it's like fucking nonsense. So I, I went into this thinking... Are we going to see this doll wreaking havoc like a la Chucky or something? You know, doing some shenanigans. But no, you realize that they kind of do these close-up shots on on Annabelle and try to build the suspense. Nothing's happening. Nothing's happening. It just doesn't work. It falls flat. But the entire gist of the first movie, they want you to believe that there is this L.A. girl. Her name is Annabelle. And she ran off to join this Manson-esque satanic cult. And then she comes home murders her parents and then just goes next door and they attack this annoying rosemary's baby couple like cassavetes and mia farrow are next door oh my god i have things to say that january january jones 
carbon copy. No. I, I didn't like either one of them. Oh, she uh, was horrible. And it was in the time of Mad Men. I thought I wrote January Jones. Wow. January Jones the, does not need to be imitated, by the way, because she's horrible <laughs> in her own right. So who wants to be January Jones? But maybe in 2014, at the height of Mad Men. I mean, she was a pretty girl. I mean, that's... Jesus fucking Christ, right? So, thought, yeah, so, Anna, some, okay, keep going. Annabelle, anyway. the, the Satanist that comes home to kill her parents, she goes next door, she attacks the annoying couple, and then they emulate the Sharon Tate murders by mm-hmm. stabbing her and like stabbing the pregnant girl yes. in her stomach, but there's no payoff with that. It doesn't, the baby doesn't suffer, she doesn't suffer, like there's no fucking point of it other than, oh, remember the Nansen murders? <laughs> We're referencing okay. that. What? Did you also did you think what a great movie this would have been if she fucking lost the baby? Yes. And then it's like a whole thing about loss and this couple. Neither she or the baby have any consequences from the stabbing the stomach. It was so pointless. There was no payoff. It was so dumb. So just to reference this horrific event in LA history. So here's the thing. So the police miraculously show up and they shoot the cult guy. Annabelle kills herself. And then the doll is in her lap when she dies. And the blood goes into the eye of the fucking doll. And then the rest of the movie, we are to think that this crazy bitch is inhabiting the doll, which sucks. Like, I think that sucks. And the doll itself never moves. They just, you know, do the close-ups of the doll, like, sitting there a la clown and poltergeist. And it's up to your imagination to be like, is she going to move? Is she going to move? Is she going to move? And no, it's supposed to be, a, be about demonic possession they never really get mm-hmm. there and not a lot of people die it's just a fucking snooze fest like nothing happens in this movie boring it was so boring it it's was so boring terrible and then not only boring oh first of all another thing these ken and barbie couple uh-huh i mean not only is she generally jones she's also like barbie and he looks like ken and so Who they cares? were so unlikable from the get-go. From the get-go. They didn't have a chance. <laughs> all these white people killing white people. We're like, all right. Yeah. All your upper-class well, problems. <laughs> but then, do I go there now? Oh. Then we have, this is such a problematic movie. This is like fucking Green Book all over again. When Alfred Woodard shows up as oh. Evelyn, the bookshop owner, we love her. We love Which, Alfred I love Woodard. her we love face. You. I kept staring at her face. I'm like, you are so fascinating to look. Like, I think she's... She's gorgeous, amazing. She's interesting. amazing. Has had a great career, <sighs> but here she's playing Whoopi and Ghost, exactly. helping the white people. Gee. Magical Negro bullshit. Gee, that we- I'm gonna slow clap you. Like I thought the same thing. She's the totally Molly You and Danger Girl character. Yeah. Like she is. Yep. <sighs> yep. And so, and then we have this Latino priest from the Curse of La Llorona. He sh- those, this character shows up later in the Conjuring universe in the Curse of La Llorona. But I'm like, okay, so again, we have white off. I mean, maybe it is an ironic commentary that we have Barbie and Ken, January Jones, and some shizzled, nondescript white guy being held by a Latino priest and a black woman playing Whoopi Goldberg from Ghost. Um, problematic... All the way, the most racist movie ever. Or following those kind of problematic yes, racist like tropes. Like minorities are helping um, the white people get on with their bullshit problems. Exactly. Absolutely. And have their weird children or whatever. Absolutely. 
so problematic. I was like, okay, this is white Ken and Barbie America helped by the minorities to fulfill their main narrative. And uh, it was so, I was like so pissed off. I wrote so many angry notes. It was really annoying that they're trying to emulate the Dakota in New York to be like Rosemary's Baby, like the ph phenomenal, posh New York building. And we, and now we get a sad Palmieri something <laughs> building in fucking Pasadena. Who moves to Pasadena after living in Santa Monica? Sorry. Exactly. Not a good move. Exactly. Not a good move. You knew that every Angelina was thinking that. I'm like, oh, okay, you're moving from the ocean to Pasadena. Okay. You can't move to Venice. That itself is a plot or problem. Mar or Marina del Rey. <laughs> I don't know. Closer, nicer. I don't know. It's bullshit, very true. bullshit. I was and they kept stuff. showing the exterior of this bullshit, like not special building. And you're like, okay, well, somebody's going to fall with the, from the top with the, of the building. With probably. a dramatic Miami sign. Because yeah. it looks like a sign from the a Palmieri. Miami building, right? The Palmieri. Yeah. Um, no. Terrible. And the building was not special. No, it was very problematic. And then January Jones slash Barbie turns into Shelley Duvall in the third act. Mm -hmm. Like, ah, bad acting, shining, mm -hmm. craziness. Mm -hmm. No, no. And then, no. So many no's. <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, so, so, so originally we wanted to cover the OG Annabelle. So, you know, we're like, we'll watch this. And we were so pissed off and upset about this so that we went to creation because we remember creation to be good. And it's like, what if creation foils our memory too? What if this is just like a subpar movie, but it's not. Creation is phenomenal. It's not. Creation is actually, okay, here's what's happening. We are not to be all cancel culture, but Annabelle OG is canceled. It's terrible. And then we're going to the Annabelle which, creation. Which, 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 Whoa. I do want to say, okay, Final note for the OG Annabelle. The fact that this one woman, she kept collecting all these creepy ass dolls and she's clearly into her late 20s, early 30s and she's has all of these dolls. Mm -hmm. Really weird. I felt like that was so not believable. So fucking strange. And the fact that the husband gifted her the Annabelle Victorian doll, that was just not believable off the get-go. But it then... Was like Bat writing. But okay. then going into 2020, 2021 vision, if they were to reboot the OG Annabelle. Oh, I If like it was this. Candy Spelling <gasps> and her room yes. of dolls, and if Tori Spelling came home wanting to murder her for the inheritance and she wants that 90210 money, and then she inhabits one of those dolls, I would watch now. the fuck out of that. <laughs> And now it's an LA story directed by Steve Martin. Let's do it. Boom. <laughs> Boom. Done. Okay, so creation. Let's get into creation. Yes. We already talked about this a little bit, but creation really brought me, it had a, so many Spanish horror references, hmm. um, which I thought was interesting. So the director, David Sandberg, who did Lights Out, yes. was awesome. Phenomenal movie. Um, he works with his wife a lot. Is his wife in this movie? Did you usually? No, I don't know anything appears. about them. 
So they did Lights Out and they started doing movies on YouTube, like hor- little like short horror films. Him and his wife and his wife appears in them. He, his wife is also like a producer and stuff. Mm. Um, but I wonder if she was, she probably has a cameo somewhere. It's like one of the scary people or whatever. But, so they made a career out of this and then they got Annabelle Creation as their big Hollywood movie and they fucking killed it. They delivered. Hello. They delivered with that. Wow. Um, so I'm going to say like, okay, so the basic log line of creation is the origin story of Annabelle. It's supposed to be a prequel that just mm-hmm. eliminates all that Rosemary's baby fucking nonsense. So we are following the doll maker who creates Annabelle and how he and his family are targeted by this possessed little shit. I've moved on to Don Q, by the way. Okay. Oh, <laughs> I want to join you soon. Okay, I'm still on the vodka, but I'm going to join you in the donku. Okay. Mm-mm-mm. So, Animal Creation stars Miranda Otto, which mm-hmm. you my guys might know from Lord of the Rings and other things. Oh, Homeland. We last saw her in Homeland. We loved her in Homeland. Remember her? She's Homeland the FBI role? director in Homeland, right? Yes, yes. She was in season, the oh. later seasons. I just realized that she betrayed now. everything. Oh, and it she's was, so good. She was so good. So I was really happy to see her this because I really like her role. So, um, and my first note on this movie is 2020 hit us all like the truck <gasps> hit, hit their daughter, Annabelle, the OG Annabelle, really. Uh, right? Her name was Annabelle. She called her B, but her name was yes. Annabelle, right? I this her. is um, a... Oh, my God, G. We are twins. This is why you and I are such good friends. Because I wrote in my notes, I'm like, the opening sequence, I feel a sense of relief. <laughs> like, everything's yes. cool and good. Like, we see um, the doll maker, daddy, the hot daddy, Anthony Lapalia. How do you say his name? <gasps> Wait, that's him? Yes. He's hot. Oh my I have no I know who that is. Yeah. So, I, so anyways, the opening sequence is very soothing and very um Vincent Price and Edward Scissorhands. He's yes, creating yes. his little monster and it's like soothing. You see that eyeball. The eyeball's so creepy. You see like Second, little, also opening of Nightmare on Elm Street creating the glove. Yes, I agree some, with that too. That. I'm with your Nightmare on Elm Street analogy for sure. Like that's, I I think the assimilation, I I think that's really interesting to see how a monster is assembled. So to give you that foreshadowing in the credits. But it's also a positive for assembly, right? Yes, it's like a a sense of hope. There's not, there's no, there's no negativity in the assembly. There's nothing sinister. No, no, no. It's it's all out of hope, which a lot of people have with children. Some children can come out to be like fucking little Creation. monsters. Oh, oh, you're getting deep here. I, am. I have things to say. So yeah, the girl's name, like she's Annabelle, but they call her B. And and everything's great. They're living like he and his wife are living idyllic life in the countryside. And they're there. They go to church on the way back. Their car breaks down. And then like a part rolls out into the road. And then the girl runs out like, I'll get it. I'm so helpful. Pet cemetery move. But more intense. Actually, I have another reference. I have another reference. 
I actually wrote one of the main references for this movie, which I think is very smart, is this Changeling. It's the opening of the Changeling. Oh, yeah, it's Changeling for sure. It's Changeling. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. I thought Changeling, I have more notes of other movies that it's references, but we'll get there later. Okay, the OG Annabelle was like so Rosemary's Baby and some parts Scream, and we both love those movies, but we were so clearly bothered and Nightmare on Elm Street 5. And Nightmare on Elm Street. And so it was like, but we were so clearly bothered by that. But in this, they like hit The references work. And then you immediately go into that first scene where this busload of orphans are being trucked into like this person's farm. Like we don't know this. We're just like, we're like, what just happened? What a strange setup too. I love it. I was like, what what an interesting plot. Yeah. So, okay, so the bandwagon of orphans come in, and really, you only need to know four. There's Janice. She's crippled by polio. Janice. Yes, a.k.a. COVID-19. Exactly. (laughs) So, um, there's Janice and her little adorable sister. All these other orphans, but there's two mean girls. The mean girls are there to set it up of, oh, they're bitches, and these other two girls are cool. It's a completely female cast. Mostly young actresses. There's only one male actor in the entire movie. Which hot, is hot doll daddy. <laughs> hot doll daddy. And that's it. This is already like improving. Everything. Like, catastrophic representation problems from the first movie. Well, so, okay. So let's get into that second scene that they show little Janice with polio, the gremlin chair. I always call it the gremlin chair. You know, it's like that little Victorian chair that goes up the stairs. Goes up the- you know, in gremlins, it like takes the old lady up and like shoots her through the <gasps> fucking roof. Yeah. <laughs> I always associate that chair with gremlins. So everybody claims a room. These orphans explore the house. And of course, Annabelle's room is off limits. And the sister's bunk, like Charlotte and Janice, they're a room full of hanging dolls, which no thanks. Um, and then we see that hot daddy doll maker is a changed man, which aren't we all after COVID, after 2020? He has this gruff yes. voice. He's has this sad demeanor. And I definitely feel a lot more hardened now how things have changed. <laughs> At least there's alcohol in the world to deal with everything that we fucking had to deal with. Thank God. My mom keeps saying, we're living history. We're living history. Drink. And I'm like, yes. Can it be over? Can we move on to not history? (laughs) Yeah. I'm okay not living history every six minutes. No, no, no. So they move into the house. And I thought, oh, shit. It's the quarantine bubble. They're isolated. They're secluded. And then at one point, Janice finds this dollhouse that looks exactly like the house that they're living in. Mm. And of course, you get this kind of meta situation. And you get the repeated shot of the outside of the house with the outside of the doll, right? Mm-hmm. And then she has that scare moment where she throws a sheet onto the Annabelle doll, and then it kind of walks towards her, and we have a poltergeist clown moment. Yeah, I thought poltergeist, bing, 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 bing. Mm -hmm. It was very well done, though. It's a well done It was a good scare. Yeah, I liked it. So one topic that that I noticed here was the idea of disobedience and the rules and breaking the rules, and Mm. I thought of COVID Mm. and people who are not following the protocols, hence why we're all fucking dying from this thing. 
And then Janice, little polio hobbler around her, finds Annabelle. She finds her mm-hmm. locked up in a cabinet. And the mean girls, like the mean girls, the mean orphans that, that are older, they're standing around a well and they're talking shit about the doll maker's wife that she only wears a mask. <laughs> and come mm-hmm. on, that hits pretty close. In this day and age. The Phantom of the Opera Mask. Yes, which a porcelain mask mask does not seem like a bad idea. It seems pretty cool. So, okay, so little sister goes exploring. She thinks that she's in a game of hide and seek with the mean girls. And since this is the director of Lights Out, so there's a really good scare with Linda. Linda goes under the stairs and she thinks that she sees Annabelle. Yeah. And then, like, the demon the takes her away. Like, Annabelle never moves. The demon just snatches her away. And then the other girls kind of say, oh, that was, you were not hiding <laughs> oh, at you're all. Like, you're a nah. shitty hider. You're so bad. But as an audience, <laughs> we know that she really had a good one. That hiding place was pretty cool. That was a good hiding that place. Like, look at her. Before that happened. So... Fuck them for saying that. Well, so I'm going to the Fuck nun storyline. I want to go to the nun storyline. I didn't care so much about the nun storyline the first time I saw this. And the second time I saw this, I was more invested because she looks like AOC. Yes. <laughs> right? She's a Latina nun. Again? Interestingly enough, both movies do bring in the representation of Latinos into the mix. So they have this Latina nun. And I was like, oh. So she's there. She's keeping the girls safe. And like, I know they're setting up for the nun, which this is where we need to talk about. I know, I know. Yeah, they have that like picture moment. The picture moment. Yeah. (sighs) So here's the whole timeline. So theoretically, the nun which was made in, I don't know. It's a movie that came out. So there's like in 2017 or something. Right after this one is the next one. So the the nun is supposed to be where Annabelle is established. And then, so chronologically, if you're to watch the Halloween and star Wars movies and like in sequential order, if you were to watch Annabelle, theoretically you're supposed to watch the nun, which the nun is fine. Okay. It's not that great. It's, it's like a Bram Stoker's it, Dracula ripoff. Right. It's fine. It's, it's fine. not great. So, it's not great. So there's that. Then you have Edwell Creation. Just honestly, listeners. Much better. Listen, Much better. Just, just watch this first. Do Annabelle Creation. And then go to The Conjuring. Go to Conjuring 1 and 2. And then if you're feeling like it, like I would skip fucking the OG Annabelle because it's garbage or whatever. Then you can go to Annabelle Comes Home. Yeah? Yes, yes. So, okay, so AOC is looking after these orphan girls. We need to flash forward to Mama Farmer. Miranda Otto. So Miranda Otto. She's the mom. So Miranda Otto. The phantom of the opera in this movie. So we have Miranda Otto. She's Mama Farmer. She's wearing her porcelain masks, which... 
Seems like a fun option. I'm not discounting it. So uh, she's there. She's in her bed. Like, aren't we all? We're like depressed about everything that's happening. Exactly. <laughs> We're all mad. She didn't seem like a weirdo character. Okay, guys. I, yes, I totally. I resonated with her. I'm like, you stay like, in oh, this fucking fine. bed. You stay she's in this fine. bed. She's just like me. I connect with that. Hmm. I connected with her. I didn't feel like she was an outcast. I feel like she was totally fine. So Janice looks a little bit like Linda Blair from The Exorcist. And then oh. has a Linda Blair twist. Huh. I thought she had a kind of performance, like naturalness to her. And then she actually turns into the Linda Blair character. Okay. Her, okay. And I thought this movie was interesting in that the protagonist turns to out to be the antagonist. And then this supporting actress becomes the lead actress. And that's unusual. There's no final girl here. It's like the friend of the final girl becomes the final girl. And then the final girl becomes the evil girl. <laughs> Which reminded me the a little evil bit of girl. I love yes. this. Oh, I, I really like this trajectory. And my favorite thing about all of this is that they're all girls. It's unusual in the horror genre and the fact that it's mostly women, except for this one character. And it's mostly girls. Yeah. In fact, a lot of people who are horror fans know of this. The only horror movies that have been led by a young actress have been Daniel Harris in the Halloween 4 and 5 movies. Who is the main character of Annabelle creation? Here's the best. That's a great question because it starts out being Janice and it turns out to be Linda. Mm. And that's what I love about this movie. It switches which is unusual and mm. interesting. Mm -hmm. It switches from being one girl to another girl. So it's kind of like the, the psycho almost. format of just like we're following Janet Lee and then she's fucking yes. murdered and then we, we shift our attention to the other. Okay, interesting. Yeah, which is unusual. And, you know, we're very much strongly with Janice at the mm. beginning. Polly we are all about Janice. We're all we about Janice. We want her to survive. <laughs> Linda is just the side character. And then Linda has to take over the narrative. So it's very much a psycho thing, but done with girls. Mm -hmm. Like very young girls. So the girls find themselves yes. in Annabelle's room. And then Janice finds the little notes that the original B, the original Annabelle, would play with Hot Doll Daddy. I'm just like, come find me. Hi, I'm here. Which they're two line notes. And all I could think about, honestly, I'm like, are these Trump's tweets? <laughs> like Now, never to be seen again. Thank, uh, thank you very God. Much. Thank you, Big Tech. Thank you, Big Tech, for banning Trump. Going back to the dolls motif. Mm -hmm. um, so one of the things that I kind of put together about the theme of the Annabelle doll and the movie, in this movie, not the OG, was this inability to move. So the doll mm. has an inability to move a walk, right? Mm -hmm. And then if you connect that, Mrs. Mullins has an inability to, she's masked mm -hmm. like a doll, right? So the, her mask looks like a doll, mm -hmm. right? So she can't move. She's in her bed. She's bedridden from her grief, maybe. Not necessarily because she can't walk. But then we have 
Janice not being able to walk because of polio. So there's all these like awesome oh, thematic connections. Cool parallels. Yeah, I didn't yeah, get that. Yeah, yeah. Between oh, the doll, okay. uh, Miranda Otto, okay. Mrs. Mullins, and Janice. They're all eventually bound to become the doll. And then you get fucking ultra feminist is the the role society has placed for women. Don't talk, don't speak, just be there. Oh damn. Oh shit. No, this is a feminist fucking movie. This is what the other Annabelle should have been. So this one is the opposite. This one it has almost an all female cast dealing with what it is to be a woman. In the 50s, 60s, well, I think this is kind of the 60s because there's 12 years, 12 years, 12 mm-hmm, years. Mm-hmm. Um, but the fact that they all can't move like Annabelle, so Mrs. Mullins, a.k.a. Miranda Otto, Janice, they're all connected to the doll. Like the doll is their fate as women in this world. I'm a girl who's fated to be immobile. Which can we talk so, about really quick? Just really quick. You you brought this into my noggin. Of how many times have you actually seen like male dolls? I've seen a couple, but they're usually true. sold in a pair. I'm gonna blow your mind up right now. <laughs> There's a series of movies which I don't know if you've ever seen called Puppet Master from the Oh 80s. yes, yes. Back in the day, I don't re- I don't retain it. I will rewatch this. I'm just gonna say one word: Nazi dolls. That's it. Oh shit! Okay. I I know this is we can. This is a whole other podcast. Okay. But the main doll is a man, and it's a Nazi doll. Boom. Nazi dolls. What the fuck? Jesus Christ! It's all about war. Okay, you've you've opened up a whole fucking Pandora's box. I'm definitely going to look into this. Connected to everything that we're talking about today. Yes. So there is male dolls. Well, Chucky. Well, okay. Which so, is a capitalist doll, right? So, okay, this so Chucky, Chucky is its own thing. And that's why Annabelle, I think that's why Annabelle has such a good following with like modern audiences because people have remnant thoughts of Chucky. Chucky had a sense of humor. Chucky was about capitalism. Chucky was mm. relatable. So good. One of the best what reboots is- I've ever seen. So good. Chucky is about capitalism production the effects of reproducing something over and over again, right? Whereas this one is about a doll that's like an 1800s idea of a woman. Right. Supposed to have to to sit down and stick to their place. So when you connect to this representation of a doll, which is an old doll, a doll about a woman who has her place versus capitalist product. What's interesting here is the fact that these dolls are supposed to stay a certain way, right? So the the, the Annabelle doll is a very 1800s doll. Whereas the first movie presented us with Ken and Barbie. So Hmm. it's not a coincidence that I'm thinking of the wrong representation the Ken and Barbie representation. So the first movie okay, was a little bit literal about what dolls are to contemporary society. So they actually, maybe they did it on purpose. The Ken and doll thing, the January Jones. And no, no, guy. it is not done on purpose. No, it is not. It's not, it's not. Well, if it was, it wasn't done in, in, in the 
appropriate, ironic commentary tone. So Polio Janice gets smacked around by this demonic force posing as the ghost yes. of Annabelle. And Hot Dollmaker and his wife lament like, oh, it's been quiet for 12 years. Apparently, I am starting to think like, oh, did the demon take Annabelle 12 years ago? Like, were they in this cult thing with the devil? Like, they're just like, it's been quiet for Who 12 years. Who is the years. demon? Who is the demon? Yeah. I do have that question. So I'm just like, what? what's the backstory? Yeah, of the demon. Like, I want to know more about this. One thought I had about at this particular moment in the narrative because they have that puppet theater moment. Mm -hmm. It's like a jump scare where there's like a little bit of like, oh, puppets are moving and there's no one behind it, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, There is a theme in this movie, and actually Annabelle comes home, but restricted space and movement. So it's like these girls only constrained to the space of this house, Mm. which which happens to be also a dollhouse to the dolls, so the house that they live in is also a dollhouse. Which is very right? COVID relative because we're yes. all restricted to our spaces. We're finding creative ways to spend time in our fucking Exactly. House. And I am a doll in a dollhouse. I have not left this fucking space. You You're know, such a doll. <laughs> for almost a year. I'm almost it's two months and I'm a year. I'm a doll in a dollhouse. So, but... What does that say about the representation of women and women in society? They're dolls and dollhouses. Of course, as you did as well, connected my feelings about this week and the coup and the terrorist attack in the in the capital mm-hmm. with this movie. Right. Such a much uh, self-contained movie takes place in this house was a dollhouse all this stuff right Mm -hmm. and me being in my house forever and ever and ever Mm -hmm. so i connected this movie to my feelings about fleeing a potential coup Mm -hmm. so this is a a a fear that i I don't know if you've had you in puerto rico you're fine no i've already i've (laughs) already fled i have found refuge I hope um, to go back in a month or two, but like Jesus, it's like no. But you know, I live in North Carolina, which is very much a red Trumpist state. So I had this innate fear of like, okay, we're being in COVID inside this house. What happens if there's a military coup? If Trump takes over the government in a dictatorial way, this is a total real possibility. Mm-hmm. So me and Jim talked about this. How do we get out of here? Where do we go? What do we do? All that stuff. So this movie connected to that fear about fleeing a coup. Mm-hmm. Um, and at one point, Linda talks about leaving, right? And yeah. she says, I'm going to take Janice one, two, and three. You remember this? Mm-hmm. I thought this was very significant. Because they have their connection, their bond, and their bond gets related to the dolls that they carry. And I'm like, I want Hmm. you with me, so I'm going to have three dolls named after you. Because I'm going to lose you as a friend if if we get separated, right? Because they want to be together in the new home they're going to have. And so, again, the doll becomes a, a metaphor for their future, for their immobility, for the locked away in some sort of abstract way. And so 
dolls in this movie have meaning, which I love about this movie. Dolls oh, are not I just dolls. I love that you just said that. I love that you just said that. Like I didn't even think about that symbolism. And I and I agree because it's like even in COVID times right now, you think about like your friends and what they're fucking dealing with and you feel protective over them. And so like the, the little sister character, I'm like, oh, I feel like I'm her. <laughs> like everybody that's high mm-hmm. risk or my like people that I love, I'm like, I want to fucking take care of you. I want to make sure that you're okay. And I totally see what you're saying with these dolls. Like that's, yeah, I, I resonate with that. I did not get that. So the dolls are both women's roles in society. They're told to have their place and not move. But also us right now, as I say, we can't fucking do any. Jim told me that I was like, I'm so anxious about what's happening at the Capitol. He's like, you can't do anything about it. And that itself is paralyzing. That itself is paralyzing. It's It's very paralyzing. Yeah. Like the polio that Janice is experiencing, right? So at the end of the day, we can't really do much of fucking shit. We can ang- get angry about it. We can get anxious about it. We can get everything about it. But we'll be holding to what we can just react. You got to pivot and adapt. Like, you, that's it's all about reaction. Like, that's what it is. Uh, like, going back to the storyline here, Janice got smacked around the barn. Like she, yes, the barn. Yeah, she straight up can't walk. She has, like, she's bedridden. The little sister has her own encounter with the demon. And it's all about use of sound design and the lots flicking in and off because of lights. The on. fishing into the dark. Yeah, right? it was such moment. a good suspense moment. It was so good. Like this, this director knows what he's fucking doing. Unlike the OG Annabelle. So, um. And then there was like that really cool visual cue where the footsteps start appearing around her bed. Oh, gee, you would appreciate this. Annabelle, okay, okay. The little sister peeks out. She's Annabelle. Annabelle's in this little crevice. And then you see this black demonic hand put its hand over her face yes. and pulls her away. And mm-hmm. I'm like, is this not bird with the crystal plumage a la the shadows? Oh my God, it's a giallo. It's a right? giallo it's moment. It's a giallo. It's a giallo moment. The, okay, so giallo is a genre of Italian thrillers, horror, where all you need for the giallo to work is a serial killer with a black gloved hand. Oh my God, it's totally jello. So you know that this movie feels very foreign influence to me. So Spanish horror and Italian jello. Absolutely, you a hundred fucking percent. Absolutely. The demon is a jello killer with their black gloved hand bringing awesome. mystery into the picture. This is so so amazing. So she gets rolled into the bar. She gets smacked around by the demon. Um, well, she gets smacked around by supernatural forces. And then ultimately the demon possesses her. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. a little sis knows something's up. She tells hot doll daddy. And then there's like that whole crucifix scene. And then hot doll daddy dies. Right. Out uh, of the picture, which I thought was great. I thought, yeah, I like, like he's I done. Like, like we're gonna focus on like, the women. Oh, we're gonna focus on no, the women now. 
now we're going to fully women feminist movie. So, um, so then little sis throws the Annabelle doll into the well. She's like, and this is the Ringu moment. The ring moment to me was significant because it was a very well done homage. It didn't go into, it didn't steal the ideas from the ring. It just referenced them in this kind of interesting way. AOC demands to know what the fuck is up from Mama Farmer. And then long story short, they thought their daughter's spirit was inhabiting the doll. But really, it's a long game from the demon. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, The demon is just like, I need something to possess. And did this very convincing role as their daughter B to inhabit the doll. So it's not the daughter is a demon inhabiting the daughter. And then Annabelle is never Annabelle. Correct. Right. So Annabelle, AKA women are meant to look as demons when they're not really demons. Oh, I like that narrative. I like that. It goes back to the witch, the Salem trials and all that shit. Mm Mm-hmm. After little sis throws Annabelle into the well and AOC Mm -hmm. sees this, like there's a documented witness, they go back to the house and Annabelle's there. Annabelle's there. Like they unveil a sheet and the fucking doll that was just thrown down the well. And that to me resonated with like the power of um, women, the power of witnesses of just like, no, I'm going to fucking speak up for this person. And any normal horror movie, it'd be like, what the fuck? What did I just see? I don't know. I'm crazy. And then it's like, no, another woman witnessed you throwing this doll into the well. Now this doll is here. I need to know what the fuck is up, which is a very strong storytelling device. And why is that so shocking this day and age? So she goes up to Mama Farmer and is like, what the what? You need to come clear with me. Like, what's happening? And that's when they discuss about the spirit moving into the doll. Mm-hmm. And so, and then they talk about how Mama Farmer got her mask look of, like, she was down with all this stuff. And then they started realizing, like, maybe it's not our daughter. Okay. And, and then, then she this, lost her eye. Yeah, this it. demon straight up smacked the eye out of her. <laughs> like some really bad reality show contestant. She dies like Carrie's mom, crucified. Then she has a couple of appearances. It's like a demon. Yeah, because shit hits um, the fan. Because the demon knows that the, like, the jig is up and starts like fucking stalking these people. Like we have her. Like she's torn in fucking half. And then pinned yeah, up. Which is really kind of a terrifying Right? Which moment. also which also is better than the OG uh, the OG fucking Annabelle. Because now we have people they, dying. We have people are dying. Because in the OG one nobody died. And they're <laughs> split apart. The no, the first movie has so many problems. Anyways. On a thematic and horror movie level. But I wanna talk about briefly. Okay. About the barn scarecrow demon <gasps> sequence with the with the pretty girls. The so yeah, so the the, the, the mean girls, the, the mean girl, pretty the mean girls. girls. So so shit's going loose. We've already like like killed the mama. She's like in two, 
And then there's like a possessed scarecrow roaming the scene. Yes, the scarecrow. And then they, you know, it's kind of interesting that they have these girls have their kind of own moment outside of the oh, the the main characters of the storyline. Um, and do we feel that they're being punished? Do we feel like they're actual victims? It's kind of a interestingly ironic horror movie moment because it reminds me of some of the scenes from Halloween five in the barn mm-hmm. where you have the like kind of ditzy girls getting killed. You already know they're going to kill the typical trope from a horror movie. I never rooted for their deaths and they didn't die. They didn't die. They didn't get a kill count, but they <laughs> do have that conversation about boys and they leave the other girl hanging in her. So they're they're pubescent, right? So they're oh, and then the the black girl asked them, "Oh, are we talk about boys, or are we gonna look for this our friend?" And they're she's so confused. She's like, "What role are we playing here?" So there is a lot of social commentary about race and girls and all sorts of things going on. It's very smart because the black girl asks, "Okay, are we gonna look for our girl who just went into hiding?" Are we going to talk about boys? Like, which which mode are you on? My other note is that as they're dealing with the scarecrow, who is, I guess, could we call it a male figure? I don't know. Oh, for sure. Um, Absolutely. There is um, little Linda dealing with the dumbwaiter, which you connected yes. to Halloween. Oh. Yes. And I connected to Halloween 5. There's also so a dumbwaiter scene in Halloween 5. Yes, I know. Um, and just because it's a little girl dealing with a, a dangerous situation, right? She's so, well, so, right. Like, and, and I also thought that like the juxtaposition of her, this little tiny girl fighting for her life. I took that to twenty twenty one vision of like I'm trying to live my life. I'm trying to live my life, and I feel like these little hands the are like no, nope. So I saw those little demonic hands and she's like, just like her little arms going up. I'm like, oh, I resonate with you, sister. Like that's honestly how I felt. That was my biggest Uh, 2021 reveal with this movie. The demons possessed Janice and now we have Janice coming after Linda. And then AOC throws a crucifix around Janice and tosses her in the closet with Annabelle. And like the Bible papered walls and everything, the house implodes. It's very much of like what's happening with the Republicans and the Democrats in the house today. But um, the police come. There is no Janice, only Annabelle the doll. So at the end, Janice poses as a child named Annabelle. At an orphanage. So at the end of the movie, we learn that Annabelle is the demon itself. And it goes like 12 years later, the demon is possessed. Janice. Oh, the Raggedy Ann doll makes a cameo appearance. Exactly. This couple comes in and they're like, we're going to adopt you. Whatever. And they give her a Raggedy Ann doll, which is a legit Annabelle doll, which I highly appreciated. The Annabelle doll makes her appearance. She's a Raggedy Ann. They're like, I hope you like dolls. Gives it to her. 
Annabelle, aka Janice, Janice, aka grows Janice. up until she's a teenager, until she goes into the cult, and she goes off into this satanic cult and comes back with her boyfriend and kills her parents, her adopted parents, and then goes next door to the annoying Rosemary's and get, baby and couple. Couple that we shall not ever name again. But then goes back into the doll. So the doll and the demon meet again. Right? That's what I how I gathered that. The doll has its own journey outside of the demon and then the demon goes back to the doll. Right. right. But here's the interesting part about all that, about this ending that connects the two movies together, the good movie and the horrible movie. Why are you bringing me back to these annoying people? I love the fact that James Wan has decided to create a new universe out of his movies, but not all the movies are great. (laughs) On that note, I think that's all we got for Annabelle. Good night. Lock her up. Lock her up. I agree, Chi. Good night. Good night.